Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, farmers are concerned about the rising amount of oil being moved by rail and how it's impacting grain movement. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans, and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306 352 1866. This is Ryan McNally with the official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast. Periods of light snow for today, the high minus 14. Tonight, partly cloudy, 30% chance of continued flurries on to the evening. Low minus 26, the wind chill dropping to minus 38 overnight. There is a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow's sunshine, the high minus 13, the wind chill will be minus 38 in the morning, warming up to minus 22 in the afternoon. On Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud is expected with windy and a high of minus 12, the low minus 26. Sunday, sunshine of the high minus 21, the low minus 30. Monday, sunshine of the high minus 21, the low minus 23. And Tuesday, sunshine, the high minus 15, the low minus 20. Normal high for this time of year is minus 5, the normal low minus 17. Sun rose this morning at 7.59, the sun will set tonight at 6.25. Around the province, Estevan cloudy and minus 17. Prince Albert mostly cloudy and minus 16. Saskatoon mostly cloudy, it's minus 15. Swift Current light snow and minus 15. Weyburn, it's minus 15. And Yorkton cloudy, it's minus 15. In Moose Jaw, mainly sunny and wind northwest at 13, it's minus 18. In Regina, there's light snow, wind northwest at 18, it's minus 15. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com and Technotill Seating System Packing where it counts. See the difference at Technotill on Facebook or on technotill.com. The Alberta government will spend $3.7 billion to lease 4,400 rail cars to move oil. The first shipments are expected to begin in July with up to 120,000 barrels of oil per day moving by the middle of next year. About 23% of the cars will be retrofitted to meet new safety standards while the others will be newly built. Alberta Premier Rachel Notley says CN Rail and CP Rail have made assurances that they will also be able to meet their grain movement service obligations. Farmers, though, are unsure about how the extra traffic will impact grain movement. We spoke this morning with Tom Steve, the general manager of the Alberta Wheat Commission. You know, we support the oil industry and their desire to get their product to market, but there's some practical realities with respect to grain movement and that is that we have a, a finite amount of capacity in the system. We're currently experiencing a uh, shortage of uh, rail cars uh, as we speak. So in the last two weeks, CN and CP performance has dropped to about 60% of hopper car fulfillment. So we really question whether adding additional strain on the system is going to be sustainable. So we've got a lot of questions for the Alberta government in terms of the logistics and how it's going to work. It's one thing to uh, lease rail cars, but uh, in addition to that, you need the power and you need the crews and you need the logistics to be able to execute on those plans, and we've seen none of that to date. Did yesterday's announcement give any indication on how this oil would move and how those decisions would be made? Would they be market force decisions or, or how that would work? Not really. All that we know is that uh, it's the government's intent to actually take possession of the oil and then uh, move it by rail to market. In the past, they've said that predominantly uh, the oil would move south and east, but there's really no guarantee that uh, once these 
cars and capacity are in place, that there wouldn't be a pull to the west. And if any of that volume starts moving to the west coast, that's not good news for the grain industry. So if they were shipping oil to you know Asian markets or whatever by boat, that could cause a big problem. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason that uh, we're trying to get a pipeline built. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that uh, there will be a, a pull to the west uh, once that capacity is in place. These cars that are going to be purchased, are they going to be oil only? And if, if pipelines are ever built like five, ten years down the line and they don't need these cars to move oil, could they move grain then? Uh, my understanding is that they would be oil-only cars. The question then, uh, as a taxpayer, that I would have is, uh, what is the disposition of those cars in the future? Or will they simply become a permanent part of the fleet? And again, putting additional strain on the system. I mean, we've had two major grain backlogs in the last five years. We have problems with grain movement now that uh, are emerging, and I think it's a combination of cold weather, and we've had two major train derailments uh, in the last few weeks. So it's concerning that uh, more thought hasn't been put into uh, what the long-term implications are of uh, adding additional strain on the system. Is there a general consensus, though, that something needs to be done to move the oil and the rail seems to be the only short-term solution? I guess we would just prefer that uh, we get on with uh, the pipeline construction. At best, this is going to be a very short-term solution. At a minimum, we need a more comprehensive logistics plan than what we've seen. We've seen assurances from the railways, or at least that's what the Premier is telling us, is that she has received assurances from the railways that they will perform the additional functions. But again, we've had those promises from CN and CP in the past, and what has been the uh, the reality? It's been that we've had interruptions in service periodically and, and all too often that have cost farmers billions of dollars in lost sales. That was Tom Steve, the general manager of the Alberta Commission. We spoke to him about Tuesday's news that the Alberta government will buy 440 rail cars to move oil. There are concerns about how the additional traffic will impact grain movement in the long term. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. For much of 2018, Western Canada was in a unique situation when it went to favor of the both feedlot and cow-calf producer. The federal cattle basis was trading positive into the United States, which allowed our market to maintain strength when U.S. prices faltered. We have now seen a return to historic basis levels, which has impacted the feeder cattle market. Sandy Russell is with Spring Creek Land and Cattle Consulting at Outlook. I think the biggest concern is how quickly our basis levels have come back and we're trading now at, you know, a negative $14, $15 cash-to-cash basis on the Fed market. That's even a weaker trend on the historic level and so raises concerns, takes profit out of the feedlot. That equates to some weakness in feeder cattle prices as cattle feeders look to step into that market, there's less money in in their pockets to do so. What reasons are behind that uh, fairly rapid shift in the basis? A big part of it is, you know, when we look at weights and carcass weights and supply of cattle here in Western Canada, our weights are significantly stronger. Our beef production is up here in Western Canada versus what's gone on in the States here early in 2019. From weather concerns, they were in a period of storm after storms. And so you get into what we call a weather market, they see weaker carcass weights and a drop in carcass weights. And so that 
created some buoyancy in the market in terms of lower production compared to what they forecasted. So that created some support for them where it was the exact opposite here in Canada. Up to a couple of weeks ago, we had a fairly decent winter and performance in the feedlot was strong and weights were good and lots of cattle on feed. And that, of course, then puts production up and um, weighs on the market. And so that created this bit of dichotomy in the two markets. And very quickly, we went back to historical basis levels. And so the question is going forward, is this weaker tone in Western Canada going to continue? Are the competition for cattle, is it going to increase and step up? And are we going to be able to move through this large supply of cattle that we know across North America going into 2019, that same story, even larger than 2018 is at play. And so we know we've got large supplies. We know we're going to have large production. In order to get through that, we need to be very current and on top of our marketings from the feeding perspective, from the fed cattle side of things. We need strong trade on all fronts, both Canada and the U.S., and we need strong demand to continue in order to keep product moving into the marketplace. So it's the same story playing out in 2019 that we saw in 2018. It's just a matter of what's going to happen in terms of trade demand and and overall production. What have we been seeing with the consumer demand for beef so far this year here in Canada and, and in the States? So far, it's stayed relatively strong, which is good news. January and February are our weakest months for um, demand as we come out of the Christmas season and credit card bills come and weather keeps people at home and out of restaurants. Those factors come to play. And as we move into March, we look to see demand pick up. We look to see box beef prices pick up a bit. And really, they've stayed pretty good through January and February. We need to see that strength happen to keep product moving. And also on the trade front, we need to see exports keep moving out um, and strengthen the export market. Any kind of trade disruption, especially out of the U.S., would create some real instability in the marketplace. Oh, Sandy Russell with Spring Creek Land and Cattle Consulting and Outlook. Tomorrow we'll talk about the impact of the February cold, as well as taking a look at the spring ahead. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 215.84. Feed barley unchanged at 187.63. Canola is up 250 to 429.32. Flax unchanged at 473.25. Oats down $1.62 to 185.01. Yellow peas unchanged at 256.54. Feed wheat unchanged 193.31. Number one red spring wheat up 289 to 209.10. Opening grain prices can be found on 620ckrm.com. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642 4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Cinnaboy Limestock Auction with the market report for February 20th regular sale. It was Weyburn's turn this week as your cow and bull market is steady here in Weyburn as your D1 and D2 cows sold from 78 cents to 88. D3 cows sold from 68 cents to 78. Your canter cows sold from 40 cents to 50. 
and your slaughter bulls from 90 cents to $1.05 a pound. For any more market information, give me, Brady Olson, a call at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction, 642-5358. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Thursday, February 21st. Hams sold 6,300 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 117 to 134 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling in a range of 115 to 133 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down at four contract prices open higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up 39 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3169. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.85 cents US. The cash market is currently dealing with two issues, one being a supply pressure and the other being a demand concern. The market continues to reconcile the large volume of pork that is estimated between 5 to 7% higher than a year ago. At precisely the same time, retaliatory tariffs are being applied to U.S. pork by China and Mexico, which have so far seen little progress on being resolved. Lean hog futures traded lower once again yesterday, and the April contract briefly entered into the expanded trading limits after reaching limit lows a day earlier. However, all lean hog futures contracts are up sharply this morning as value buying has stepped into a perceived oversold market. On the outlook for today, periods of light snow and a high of minus 14. Tonight, partly cloudy. There's a 30% chance of flurries continuing on to this evening. The low minus 26, the wind chill dropping to minus 38 overnight. There is a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow's sunshine, the high minus 13. The wind chill will be minus 38 in the morning, but the wind chill will warm up to minus 22 by the afternoon. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud is expected to be windy. A high of minus 12, the low minus 26. And in Regina, there's light snow, wind northwest in at 18. It's minus 15. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smully, this is Ryan McNally.